This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, April 1st, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. President Joe Biden hopes to spend trillions of dollars on infrastructure in the coming years, but the heavy reliance of his plans on corporate welfare and tax hikes needed to fund these expansive visions ought to get at least a little scrutiny. Chris Edwards directs tax policy studies at the Cato Institute. He comments. Before we get into uh, what's in this plan, what is the state of infrastructure in the United States? Well, most infrastructure in the United States is owned by the private sector. In fact, about 65% of all infrastructure in America is owned by the private sector. And that's broadband and it's pipelines and it's freight railroads. Um, You know, the usual assumption in a market economy is that the corporations, the businesses that own that private infrastructure are investing in it and keeping it in good repair, which is generally true. So, um, you know, most infrastructure in America, the government doesn't have to worry about it. The private sector can handle it and, uh, you know, expand it by itself. So essentially, what is Joe Biden proposing here? Joe Biden's proposed a two trillion dollar infrastructure plan uh, with three big pieces. Uh, the first piece, he would subsidize some government owned infrastructure like Amtrak. My answer to that would be that, you know, Amtrak and other federal infrastructure ought to be privatized. The second big bucket of money goes to state-owned infrastructure, like highways and airports. Uh, I would argue we don't need those federal subsidies. State governments and local governments can fund their own infrastructure uh, with user charges and gas taxes uh, and their other sort of taxes and fees. The third bucket is Biden would spend hundreds of billions of dollars subsidizing privately owned infrastructure, such as broadband and manufacturing and electric vehicle charging stations and the like. Well, that's a terrible expansion uh, of federal government into private activities. It's corporate welfare. It's corporate subsidies. To give you one example of that, I mean, uh, Elon Musk and Tesla have built over 2,000 electric charging stations across the country. You know, that's great. We'll see whether consumers really want electric cars. Um, that's, you know, we'll, we'll, that remains to be seen. Uh, but Biden comes in and he wants the federal government to subsidize tens of thousands of more EV charging stations. Well, we don't need that. We should, we should let Tesla and other uh, uh, private companies build charging stations if they think that's, that's what consumers really want. Yeah, Tesla, one of the most valuable companies on the planet, and uh, people are buying a lot of Teslas. One would think that uh, these charging stations are the kinds of things that uh, are an amenity that people would want to provide. It's an odd thing that a lot of politicians seem to think that if the private private markets are doing good things, like investing in broadband, so... You know, AT&T and Verizon invest about $50 billion a year in broadband. It's been a huge, American broadband has been a huge success led by the private sector. So politicians seem to think that, well, they need to jump on board when the private sector is doing something good. They need to jump on board and subsidize it, but they don't. Let, the private sector is doing good stuff. Let, the government should get out of the way and let them do it. Now, I have heard a couple of things out of uh, people like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and other prominent Democrats. And this is one of the, the, the talking points that I cheer, which is let's get rid of corporate welfare. But I've also heard most especially from Bernie Sanders that is that infrastructure is doing very poorly in the United States. Um, do we have a sense of where uh, some of these uh, more liberal Democrats uh, left-wing Democrats are on this issue, given that it contains so much corporate welfare? 
Well, for years, you're right. We've heard from leading Democrats. They complain about corporate subsidies and corporate welfare, and they they claim that it's only Republicans that do that. In fact, both parties, you know, like to support corporate subsidies. The new Biden bill has 174 billion for electric vehicles. It's got 300 billion for manufacturing. It's got 100 billion for broadband. It's got, uh, you know, 100 billion for uh, the electric power grid. Those are all privately owned assets. We don't need the federal government subsidizing it. And I think it actually could be an Achilles heel of the Biden plan politically that there's so much corporate welfare in it. And, you know, the people on the left who've complained about corporate welfare, I hope they wake up and realize that, you know, this is really not good to get the federal government involved so much into subsidizing big corporations. Given that so much of the infrastructure in the United States, properly defined, is uh, owned by the private sector, you mentioned before we started recording that Joe Biden wants to raise taxes to pay for what ultimately is, in large part, subsidies to private infrastructure. That's right. I I call the Biden plan the anti-infrastructure plan because while he wants to dish out uh, $2 trillion in subsidies to his favored type of infrastructure, he would hike taxes by two trillion dollars, mainly on corporations, which would be which would be anti-investment. It would it would reduce corporate investment. And as we discussed, most infrastructure in America, broadband and pipelines and freight rail, is provided by the private sector by big corporations. And so, corporate tax hikes will reduce the investment in broadband and freight rail and all those things, all those assets that corporations own. So. This absolutely makes no sense. Uh, There's no reason for any of this federal intervention into our infrastructure. Is there are there things that are being left out that that is to say uh, by spending a bunch of money here? And, you know, obviously the federal government does own a lot of uh, infrastructure. Are there things here that would make sense to spend federal dollars on? No, I don't think so. The uh, I think what we need for our infrastructure is we need to decentralize it, get the decision making out of Washington and privatize it where we can. You know, I've written at length, for example, the federal government owns the air traffic control system. It doesn't need to. We can privatize it. Britain and Canada have privatized their air traffic control system. Airports, all American airports are owned by state and local governments. They don't need we don't need that uh, in Europe. Most of the major airports have been privatized. You fly into London's Heathrow, that is a private investor-owned airport. So that's what we should be doing is privatizing and eliminating government subsidies completely. More generally on uh, fiscal policy, do you you get the sense that uh, Joe Biden, uh, it doesn't seem like he's really even paying lip service to the notion that the United States is many, is tens of trillions of dollars in debt uh, he, he doesn't seem to be concerned about that at all. Is Am I wrong? Even without this new infrastructure package, federal government spending this year is going to be $6.8 trillion. It will raise only half of that in taxes, $3.4 trillion, And we're going to be putting $3.4 trillion on the federal government credit card. It's absolutely crazy. It's like, it's like a family that earns an income of $34,000 a year, but spends $68,000 a year putting 34,000 on its credit card. Obviously, this is not going to last. Uh, it's, it's, you're right that uh, politicians don't seem to think that money is free. They, you know, some of them used to worry about the deficit uh, and debt. Now, now it seems that none of them in either party really cares much about deficits and debt. Uh, I think that will be the undoing of the American economy if we continue on down this road. 
Chris Edwards directs tax policy studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.